Welcome to B2B Weekly. Every Wednesday, Marty Sanchez and I, Nemanja Živković, will be your host in a weekly Q&A where we talk all B2B related things. From sales, demand generation, social media, personal branding, lead generation, we focus on real examples, on real case studies, and we share things we only share with our team. So you get to see the way we grow our companies, the way we do marketing for our clients, you get to see everything. And not only that, you get a chance to jump on the call with us, ask questions live and share your perspective on the topic. If you are an executive, marketeer or salesperson, this is for you. Welcome to the B2B Weekly. Uh, okay, it's we're recording. Yeah, but I think I'm recording. So if I leave, it's close. Oh, I I press uh, oh, I, start. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's okay. Great. So uh, yeah, do you have any any topics that you want us to, to jam a little bit about? Let's start with that. It, it's not fit to be marketing, but it's it's more about like running the business. Um, so. I want to hear more about like how you delegate your work to your team and how you um, like let, I think the, the litmus test of is your business can, if your business can survive without you or not is uh, if you can take a vacation for like a week and, and not yeah. check like and everything goes equally good or, or even better. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we, we, will, we will see that. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, we're not there yet. Um, like, if I took a vacation for a week, we'd survive, we'd do well. If I took a vacation for a month, things would start to like break down, right? Uh, but but I love to hear like what you guys, what you're thinking, or what are the ways that um, are going to help you um, achieve that as well. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, right now we're at the same at the same point as as you are. I cannot take a month off. But uh, it's good that I can take, because I'm doing certain things, like I'm not hiring anybody to do certain things, some things I'm doing myself, but um, I hired a guy who was my first team, team leader when I started to work in a Canadian-based agency back in 2017. Uh, so he's basically in charge of the content distribution, and he's uh, something that I can rely on. So if, if I'm offline at the moment or something, he's always there, he's flexible. Uh, so this is one thing that, uh, that gives me confidence that I can go and do some things that he will respond to the urgent messages, those kind of things. So, so in terms of like account management, uh, do, do you handle the relationship with the clients? Do you have you and him and him to manage that relationship or, or it, just it, all, it all, it all, it all depends on, uh, on clients or because, because we have like two, two ways in which we go in one way is, is if the company has their own team, I'm working with them alone. And if they don't have a team, then my team comes up. And, uh, when the team comes up, like, that's uh, so the guy that I mentioned. He is there for for to replace me if if there's a need. Uh, with the other clients, uh, basically I'm setting up everything, and if 
I need to go uh, off the grind or something like that. I'm doing things in advance, basically announcing them and going. But it's uh, it's not like the game from uh, day to day. So that's why I can I can give myself a break and uh, just don't work for three days. Let's say because I did stuff for the for the whole month. I put created the the engine and it's working. Yeah, for me, um, I started doing all the account management, right? So I was the the person that would um, get in touch with the client and manage all the communication. And and what I saw from that is that it would be impossible for us to scale. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. I I only have so much time to like um, spend with clients. Plus if I have to sell, do do the new business part, it also takes me time. Um, so, so that was one of the things that I was like, at one point we're going to have to outsource that we were able to like fire myself and a couple of people from my team from the production side of things. So that's been a huge game changer because yeah. now we don't, it's all about project management and sales. Like the, the, the production is taken care of and we can outsource without hiring full time which gives us a lot of flexibility of like a client leaves or we just tell the people that we take care of the production that we're going to need less from them. Um, so, so that was easier. It was just about finding the reliable production partner that, would, that we would be able to work with and, and scale for, for, with them. Uh, the, the one that was tougher was uh, the project management. The project management has, because it's also like you build that relationship with the client already. Right. So for new clients, it's easier because like they come into the company. As long as you have explained them well that you're not going to be the one that manages all the communication, I think that's easier. And if you explain it well, they'll understand. But with clients that you've been working for like three months, six months, a year, they've built that rapport with you. They build a one-on-one connection, and they want to work with you. They don't want to work with a new guy. Uh, so that's been the toughest part in terms of outsourcing the the project management and the account management role. Um, what we've found to work from that, this was something that my mentor helped me with this. His name is Anthony Tumbiolo. He helps agency owners. Um, and he built an agency for a million dollars, sold it, uh, like great guy. And we were talking about how to outsource account management. And he was like, you cannot do it right away because they're going to drop off. Right? So you exactly. have to introduce people right away. So like at the beginning, they come to the meetings and they don't say anything. Then they, they have one part of the meeting. Then they have a bit more of responsibility within that meeting. Then they take care of the whole meeting and you're there just watching and listening. And finally, when, they've, when you're useless, that's when you can tell the client he's going to be the one focusing on this. Uh, but, but that's something that we're still in that process. Um, and I, I'm not doing it super well because I'm a freak of control. Like I want to know everything. I want to be involved in everything. And I think that's a lot of a lot of founders are in there. So I'm trying to let go, but it's not easy. It's not easy for sure. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you my experience. Uh, I've been working in two agencies, basically that had that kind of structure. Um, in the first one, basically we had a person dedicated to each client. I mean, it's usually the guy or a girl who is doing uh, 
social media, SEO, and reporting calls with, with that client. And uh, on the first call, when we uh, go out with them, usually goes the, the CEO or the owner. Uh, we didn't have a, a GM at the time. Then goes the, the person who is dedicated uh, to that client and maybe somebody else from the team just to listen. Yeah. In case uh, they need a replacement or something like that. And in most of the time we are recording it, those meetings, just so we can have everything doing the reporting call afterwards, everything. And basically, uh, in the onboarding process, we are presenting the person which is dedicated to that, uh, to that client, explaining why exactly that person is dedicated to them, and then establishing the the relationship how it will it will go. Like uh, the decision maker, executive owner, however we call it, gets involved in the relationship again only if there is something to to solve. Right. No matter if it's good, bad, when decision that none of uh, them can make, that needs to involve another decision maker, then they, they come in. Uh, in the other agency that I was working uh, before I started Funky Marketing, basically I was, uh, I was hired to do the operations, to, uh, to set up the processes and everything. I did it in the first month. We never implemented that because the owner never felt, um, I don't know what to say. He trusted me, but he didn't trust anybody that much so he can uh, get out of the production or those kind of things. So it, he, get, he was getting in the way of, of the specific processes. Let's say the client goes and it goes like to the copywriter, uh, designer, However, it goes, and then designer has certain tasks for that day. Right. But CEO decides that he has an hour, which he can dedicate to work on something that he's working his own projects, and he needed a designer. So he interrupts the process and go, and now you, can do, you will do something for me. It breaks the concentration. It breaks the whole circle. And it went on and on and on, and it ended as um, uh, I went out of the agency and he went back to being uh, in control of everything. I mean, sometimes people are just like that. It takes time to, to learn, but in today's uh, world, we usually don't have that time. It's everything is happening quick. So you need to do what's, what is best for you at the moment. For sure. I, I think in my situation, uh, the problem is that my ego is too big, right? Like I think, like you, uh, you know, you know, like I'm young. Uh, I think I, I'm really good at what I do, so it's hard for me to like let go, even though I know that it's right business decision. And and that's something that I've been working on, like really, like hard and becoming more self-aware of like the things that as a leader I don't do well enough for the business to grow. Like, I think. If influence podium with our concept and, and our, our talented people that we have, if there was a better CEO than me, our business would be growing so much faster, right? Um, I think if you swap me for somebody else, you'd probably be killing it. Like the business will be a million dollar business already. 
uh, I think I'm part of the reason why the business isn't going that well, which is fine. Like it's my business. Um, it's okay. It's a, it's a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, but, but I do know for sure that if you put a more experienced CEO in my role, we would be absolutely killing it. Um, and part of it is this, right? Like letting go of control. The, the second part is like, I come from a family that didn't have a lot of money. Um, you know, like single mom, like this is how I put food on the table for myself. This is how I one day hope to retire my mother so that she doesn't have to work. So like every dollar is super important to me and like losing a client is like, fuck, you know, like, uh, we lost so much money. Well, a better CEO, more experienced will be thinking, if you let go of control and if your team fucks up and loses a client, that's fine. It's a learning experience. Your business will be better in the long term uh, because of it. Because now you're empowering your people to think critically and to go about it themselves. And you're just creating a business that can scale. Uh, but I am too short term thinking for me to understand that. And the money is too important for me right now to, to do that. Which I, I know it's not the right move, but, but it's too just Yeah, it, I mean, that's like you said, it's a learning experience. You're still young. You will learn those things. I mean, I'm happy that I learned them while running other people's businesses. Right. Uh, <laughs> I had that, that experience. Uh, but uh, what's, what is interesting is that um, uh, I, um, my background is in uh, NGO, in, in non governmental sector. So uh, I had trouble uh, in uh, starting to think about profit. I mean, it's always giving value first, non-profit, and then coming to profit. And I think that that is one thing that gave me uh, an advantage in meaning that uh, I'm thinking about value and I can be patient. Right. Uh, I, can, I started funky marketing. I didn't have any, uh, any money left on the side, nothing. I started from zero, but I didn't want to... Um, to get just any clients, right? You know, and it's it was hard from the start, but I guess I was like I had experience. People know me, so it wasn't like the the tough experience it did, as it would be if I'm starting from from the zero, right? Sure. Yeah, like like I did. I started from yeah, and uh, and I mean I'm having trouble living uh, giving control also in some of the things. I mean I'm usually the the CEO or the manager who is giving um, authority to the people yeah. to own certain numbers, projects, whatever it is, uh, and I mean what I gain by that is that. Uh, they get a chance to to surprise me positively. The, the only bad thing that can happen is that they can uh, they don't do the work, and I would do it anyway. Right. And uh, I mean, but it's not that kind of work that would make me lose a client. If we are getting somewhere close to that, I mean, I would already see it. It all all depends. I I. Re, um, develop personal relationship with, uh, with all the clients and they know me as a person. That's how I present them all the other team members and uh, they get to know them. I mean, I, I'm not somebody who will say, don't do that, don't do that. But if there's a mistake, 
I will tell them, just do it the other way or try a different approach because of those things. So they can, they can understand. I mean, the biggest part of what we are doing right now is the copywriting. That's the biggest issue that I have because nobody knows how to do it uh, in the right way. At least the people that I'm in contact with yeah, right now. Yeah. And I mean, if somebody is good at distribution, it doesn't mean that he's good at copywriting. And I can tell like a hundred times, pay attention to every single little details because that's what differentiates us from the others. And it won't matter. Uh, but certain things, they are better than that. So I, I get them to another thing and I get somebody else for that. It's all in circus and you need to, to be patient to do it. Uh, I wanted to get people who know their, uh, their job, people who are experienced, but there are no people around who wants to do it. So you got to go with, uh, with something else. Yeah, for me, uh, my first hire was a guy, a a guy that was younger than me, who had written on Quora a lot, who had DM'd me like two years before I started the business when I was writing Quora. Um, But he had no experience either. Like so, um, we found a situation that worked well for both of us. But like him and I, especially at the beginning, we were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" I like we, we we have zero experience. We've never done anything. We're just two guys, one from Argentina, one from Barcelona, who know how to write, right? Like, let's figure out something from there. Um, exactly. Now, two years later, it's a different situation. Now, like right now, he doesn't even write a lot anymore. He does more of a project management, brand management, um, and now I'm more like a CEO role. So it's just been so interesting for us to like evolve as a company. Yeah, and we were chatting the other day and we were thinking about today, last year, right? Like we were thinking how many clients we had in comparison to now, what were we doing? We're like, what the fuck? What are we doing all the, during like all day? Because right now we have four times more clients. We have a, a, a podcast with create content every day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we have the same time. Like what were we doing? And we were just learning, right? Like we were trying to figure it out and making a lot of mistakes. Uh, but but my, my reflection on this was it's very, you know, I, I come from a basketball background just like you. And as a basketball player, I thought I'm going to be a great leader. I, like I'm a good leader in sports, which means that I'm going to be a good leader in, in business. And mm-hmm. I found that I'm a horrible leader that I have so much room to grow as a leader uh, if I really want to like, help my company grow. And that I'm the bottleneck a lot of times with my leadership that is not allowing our company to grow. Um, so it was very interesting for me to think, sports, I'm going to be a good leader in, in business. And it's absolutely not true. Yeah. Uh... Let me just, 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 just change that. Okay. Uh, there are things as a leader that, that you feel like you need to do better? Because I have a long list of things that I need to do better. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, learning a lot uh, before I started, uh, started the business. And I feel like patience 
empathy, compassion are the, the three things. Yeah, it is sometimes, especially when you are uh, onboarding new people. Yeah. And they need time to, to learn something, to get into certain processes and everything. And you know that you can do it in three minutes. Right. You know? <laughs> and and it's, it's always like that. I don't know. Uh, but... But it's also one of the things that makes me feel the best though. When I, when I have like somebody in my team who like surprises me and like over delivers and does really well, like it's probably what the greatest feeling, you know, like having somebody that you can trust, it's super important to me. Uh, so when they step up and like take control of things, I'm like, fuck yeah, like, let's go. Like, I'm super proud of you. Right. So, um, to me, it's been, it's been tough to understand what my leadership style is. I remember when I was in college, like getting my MBA or or my college degree, my business professor would talk about like leadership styles and he would like say, there's this one, this one, this one, and this one. And, And like, four or five years later now, like you have no idea what that like, what leadership is. You know, like the, it's not as simple as four styles and you pick one of them and you're that one. Like you're just a college professor who has never run a business and, and think leadership can be like just written, you know, like, yeah. but, but it's completely different. I, I, for example, want to have a transformational leadership style, but when an employee does something that I don't like, I get super fucking pissed and I say things that I shouldn't say. So like, that's one of the things that I'm trying to work, but it's just not so easy as like college. Yeah. college I mean, I, I, I saw so many, so many different things. Some of them I experienced, some of them I saw in, uh, in people that were hiring me were doing, I mean, uh, when I was running huge summer camps, yeah, it was like, it's the, the mountain village, high mountain. People are extreme over there. And anything that's unusual or going out of the routine, they consider a negative thing. Right. So I've been trying to, uh, to get people educated about the environment, clean the rivers, everything. But they want to have fun because they learn in the previous camps while some other guy is organizing it that it's the, the time when the whole village is having fun. Yeah. You know? And... Yeah. In the first year, it was it was hard, uh, but uh, I knew what I wanted to do. So when somebody approached me and said, uh, "Nemanja, we have this this and this kind of problem because people from the village gave me some people who I would be in charge, uh, not willingly, but I was I was okay with them, and they didn't know me. You know, we didn't have time to to get to know each other. So when I'm saying okay, and I'm going to solve the problem. And they said, Nemanja is not interested in any, anything. He is like pragmatic. <laughs> uh, and on the second year, we got to know each other. It was perfect. And what I did, I, I found a guy who is like um, bold with huge muscles, everything. And I said, he is the main, the main uh, guy in charge of the camp. And I'm just the second one. Yeah. Uh, because they can, they can talk to them to him and I, and I can run the camp uh, on the other side. And in the agencies, uh, mm, I saw so many things. Uh, some of them I did and I saw what, uh, what, were the, what happened afterwards. Like uh, 
we had a huge client that we were running the lead generation for, and I was running the, the Facebook ads, and somehow, I don't know how it happened, but instead of putting 10, uh, 10 euros a day, uh, I added 100 euros a day. Oh. And, it was a, and it was a weekend. Uh, we saw it. We saw it on Sunday, but we decided to leave it uh, for the weekend. Uh, basically, because we knew that we can tell the, tell the customer that it was, uh, the campaign is doing great and that we wanted to invest more money in it. We said, if there's a, there's a problem, I mean, we will pay off the, the money, but they got 16,000 leads uh, in, in, in a week. Uh, which were qualified then through the emails and uh, and all those things. And on the other hand, uh, we didn't lose the client at that moment. But but what happened with another client? I was uh, taking screenshot of my of my screen, and we were doing uh, a client uh, as a white label. Yeah. Because it was like language school, and we had another language school as a as a client. Mm. So uh, they hate each other, right? <laughs> and and one of the employees saw my screenshot on Instagram, like oh, maybe uh, two or three weeks after it happened. We all yeah. forgot about it. So uh, what what was the punishment? And and I agreed to it because it was deserved. It was that uh, three months I had like. Uh, 200 euros less on my on my paycheck right uh, but I mean I, I knew I fucked up so <laughs> okay I, we, we lost and we lost and we lost that client and potentially I don't know uh, they were willing to go anyway but yeah. we lost like three months paycheck uh, for them before the contract would be would be over but somehow I was always uh, doing mistakes uh, for the clients that were bad for us. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but That's, yeah. Maybe it was your subconscious telling you to, to drop them. Probably, probably, who knows. Yeah. But, but this is really interesting to me because like as, as founders, as CEOs, like people running a, a business, um, but even employees who like really care about their jobs, like we have to understand that we're gonna make mistakes, right? Like, and personally, when, when I make mistakes, I fucking like lose my shit. Like I, I feel so bad for like, like, like this is really important to me, right? Like my business is the most important thing to me other than my family. Uh, so, um, but at the same time that doesn't help, right? Like uh, when, when I was telling my mentor this, like he, his thought is like, mistakes are gonna happen. You're gonna lose money, you're gonna lose clients. And it's good that you care to that point, but instead of like letting that, like I remember like making mistakes and spending like the whole weekend in my room, like saying, what the fuck did I do, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of letting that stop you, like, okay, you made the mistake, you learned from it. Now, how do you make sure that this doesn't happen again, right? A lot of times it's like things like systems, right? Like, um, you know, like the hundred dollar, that you were mentioning a day versus $10 on Facebook ads. Like maybe you have a checklist that the next time you always double check 
that you're spending the right amount of money, right? So like finding the right systems, finding the right solutions to the, to the problems you, you mess up, it, it only makes the company uh, better. And we were talking with my employee, the, one of my employees the other day, like the mistakes need to be getting less important or the problems that we have as a company need to be getting less important as we go on. And like now, we were dealing with a bad problem with like reporting to clients. Like we didn't have a system for that. And, and that was a big problem for us. Okay, now we solved it. What's the next problem that we have to face and solve? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's less important, but there's always going to be problems. You just hope that they get less important over time because you're solving the bigger ones. But, but, but that's, been, that's been super important to me. And then another lesson as a CEO that I've learned is a lot of your employees will not care as much as you do. I oh yeah, I, I learned that the hard way, I know. <laughs> and, and I wasn't the, the CEO. Go ahead, I will tell you yeah. that. And I have, like the guy that I was mentioning that I, we didn't start the business together, but like he was the first employee that came in. Uh, and he's like my right hand man. He's a couple years younger than me. So it's also been like a friendship slash mentorship slash working together type of thing. Um, like he cares a lot. Like I know that he cares and, and like, he cares to the same level as I do, even if he's not the owner, which is why I really appreciate him. But like other people that we work with that either do our production or stuff like that, they don't really care that much, you know? And for me, like, like I said, this is the most important thing in the world. Other than my mother and my dad, like this is where I spend the most time uh, focusing. So it's hard for me to have people that don't care to that level, but, but it's normal, right? Like, the, the, they get paid a salary. If the business does well, great. If the business does wrong, they still get paid. But, and it's not their baby. Right? Like a business is a baby. That, um, I can like your baby, but it's not mine. It doesn't really matter to me as much. Basically, I learned that when I became a GM. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I got to that position while I was... Uh, running our biggest clients. I was always the most active in educating other people in the company. There were like 15 of us. And um, uh, when I became a GM, I wanted everybody to, uh, to start getting, getting better uh, as fast as I am. Right. And uh, I, I bombed them with, uh, with useful content, with links, uh, with, I don't know, everything. I mean, of course, we tracked from week to week what's going on, those kind of things. But um, we got the offline uh, meeting. Nobody told me anything. One-on-one, uh, -on -one, nobody told me anything, like negative feedback. But when we got to the room offline, like all the people from Canada came, came to Serbia, people from US, we, we gathered in one place. And... Um, we told them to give the feedback, if not to me, directly to the owners. Yeah. So that's how some of the stuff uh, yeah. got on the surface. Yeah. And uh, we've been there. Okay. I mean, most of the things weren't like they they wanted. They imagined them to be. It's not. Uh, it was not up to me. But one thing was, and that is that people. Some people just wanted to go to work do their job for eight hours and go offline. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's perfectly okay if, I mean, it all depends what do you want to do as a company and do you want those kind of employees. But 
from that standpoint, it's okay. Yeah, I think, look, uh, I was watching the, the Last Dance documentary from Jordan, Michael Jordan, and I think like, so, some of the lessons, you can see it there, right? Like, I'm not saying you and I are the Michael Jordan or the people watching, because if you're here at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., like, you're probably watching B2B Weekly, like, you probably care about this stuff, right? Um, but uh, we're not comparing us to Jordan, but, like, the guy cares. Like, he cares so much, you know? And, and, and his teammates who are NBA stars don't care that much, right? And there's that friction between them. Um, and honestly, I'd love to say that all our employees are going to care as much as I do, but the truth is that that's never going to happen. So you just yeah. have to understand that that's reality. And hopefully you get people that do care and see it more than a nine to five or, or that um, it, it matters to them personally. But you know that there's going to be a lot of people that don't. And as CEOs, we didn't need to like understand that this is normal and, and just make the best out of it. It also comes down to, to the values in the culture of the, of the company. When somebody comes to your company, uh, they need to know the storyline, the tagline of the company, how you fit in the story and how they find their place in the story. If they don't know that, then come some distractions and similar things sure i remember when i was playing college basketball in america we had uh the values of our team on the like taped on the door of the locker room right so every time we went into the locker room we saw them. and our coach would like sometimes stop mid-practice like at random times test us if we knew the values if we couldn't like go over the values like all four of them and explain what they meant, it take you out of practice, right? Like, so maybe you're like running drills, your heart is beating 200 times a minute, and then he stops you right there and says, what are the four values, right? And, and you're not thinking about it. Yeah. And you can, you're getting kicked out because like that is something that you need to know at all times. I'm not saying that's how business should be run, but people within the company should know what the company stands for and what the mission is. And not just like the four words that are written on a piece of paper, but like what do they actually mean? And what do they mean to you? Because that's different, right? Like respect can mean something for the company, but for me, it might mean something different. Um, exactly. It's, it's important that you said that they know them and that they leave them. And if they don't leave them or they don't want to accept them or it's not their thing, then they're not a good fit. You know, like for, for us, one of our, we're starting to work them up because I've found how important they are. One of the things that I know it's for sure a value of us, it's over-deliver. Right? So everything we do, we have to over-deliver. If, exactly. if we have a scope for a client and we say one article, three LinkedIn posts, we're going to send one article and five LinkedIn posts. But that, not only on that, right? like on the communication with them, we're going to over-communicate. On everything internal, every doc, everything that we send to our clients outside or to in, inside, we need to over-deliver. And I know that's one thing for sure, right? Like that's one that we know. Um, and I was exactly. just talking to my employee the other day. Why? Why do we have to over-deliver? You know why? Because we're two kids in our 20s competing against the best content marketing agents in the world. And like they're comparing us with animals. You know, like the animals company, one of the biggest agencies who are all from New York, 
or San Francisco who are 40 years old, who've been doing for 20 years, um, who are native speakers, who are American, uh, who have a big name brand behind them. We, we don't have that shit. Like we don't have the privilege to like, just say we come from, from the, those companies. So we have to do something special, right? Like the other day, sorry, sorry to ramble on this, but like this means a lot to me. Two of our latest clients that we signed, they asked us, do you have a sample of your writing on, one was on healthcare, the other one was on education. We didn't have them. You know what I did? I fucking wrote an article, like if I was for another company on healthcare and education, put it on a PDF and said, here's one of our samples, right? And, and wrote it at night for the next day. Because we don't have them samples. Animals and these big agencies probably do have samples like that. We don't. So we have to figure this shit out, you know? Um, so, so that's one of our things to over deliver and each company has their own, but yeah, you, you, you nailed, you nailed it there. I think you should cut that out and share it as a post. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I will. I got to head out. If you feel like you want to jump in or something, you guys can go for, for a bit longer. Uh, yeah. yeah you, we talk to you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday that's good. All right, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Anyway. Guys. Philip, Vladislav, anything you want to say? You want to jump in? Um, no, I think at, at the end of the day, it's, it's about two things. Not everybody has to be entrepreneurial. And that first mainly means whenever you set up a team, you want the best guys for the job, which doesn't always mean that they also have to think about, this is my company, which still means that they can do a great job. Um, on the other hand, if you want to grow your business, you will always need second and third in command that think entrepreneurial and then look for business opportunities to grow because let's be honest, um, a business growth can't only depend upon the CEO or a founder um, because they're also only one person and a one person army never won any battle except you're called Rambo and uh, I don't know what you're wheeling around. Um, so really from that perspective, it's, 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 you need both. And sometimes I call them working bees because you also need just people who are very, very thorough in what they do. And, but they still throw down the pen at, at four or five o'clock in the evening, which is totally fine because then they, they, they did, they have other cultural values and they say, okay, um, currently for me, it's, it's family or something else. Um, which is, which is highly great because it just shows, um, that they also concentrate on something different, um, which doesn't make them less important for the business. And it's the same for, for actually for, for our business that we run, um, Currently, I think 30 to 40% of my, of my day-to-day is our, our, our two boys um, and, it's, and it's family life. And um, it's still the business grows. Um, we just structured our days a bit, bit differently, um, which I don't know if you, you can say if it's, if it's wrong or if it's right. I think nobody can. I think the most important part is you just be happy with how things that you take care of develop. And I'm, I'm completely there with what uh, Martin said, um, that you just have to focus on what's your baby. And yeah, currently it is my two baby boys. Um, nice. <laughs> and then after some point, um, it'll be again those, those two businesses. So yeah.
Yeah, exactly. And also, and also the thing that, that we don't mention uh, regularly, but uh, CEO is usually the, the leader, not necessarily the business developer. So uh, sometimes the, the person who is actually developing business is the person uh, behind him. And uh, if you know how to separate those two and put them in the right roles, then you you are you are lucky and you are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bratislav. He's probably on another call just listening to us. I know <laughs> how it, how it goes. <laughs> last time it was like that last time. Okay, this was totally totally random topic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I knew it. Uh, Totally random topic, but it was uh, it was uh, a good chat. Yeah, but next time. So important because <laughs> only if you've got that focus, only if you've got that focused um, and understood, you can actually focus on growing your business. Because otherwise, you're just jumping around from one thing to the other and don't really focus. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I, I had so many challenges when I started the business. It sounds like I didn't, but let's say I started the business with, uh, with another guy uh, and it happens that I cannot trust it. Uh, and, you know, when it, when it comes to that moment, uh, it was like, okay, let's just um, charge less to that client. And it's not about money. Usually it's about trust, about building that relationships and especially when we are new and the clients are coming uh, just because they know us personally you know yeah, and at exactly. that moment i decided okay if i cannot trust the guy that he can do certain things that we can not even be partners but we cannot work together at all so i went uh, i went alone in it and now i'm i'm slowly building him up real up to up to three people and then it's slowly going going up i always want to have like a small team people that i can trust and be like the structure not going into full agency uh structure because i don't want to like grow i want us to be a small flexible team that's able to work fast and deliver value yeah yeah exactly yeah, good. Uh, next time, uh, my idea is to talk about about social media ads and maybe uh, trending on LinkedIn and those kind of things. Because I'm seeing that uh, that uh, algorithm is uh, changing a bit. So if you are guys uh, into it is that, already not not only big, a massive step. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I wanted to to get into into those things connected to LinkedIn because, like, I currently have a post that's trending in three different hashtags, and it's kind of funny what what can be trending, you know? Like, yep. uh, I have a client, British company, uh, doing it in. Um, broadband telephony and basically they posted uh, like the the guy who is the head of sales just posted uh, a photo uh with people wearing uh like how do they call uh la, 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 masks 
and just doing off, offline offline sales and basically just that we are responsible to it's trending because there i feel there's so so little content over there for certain hashtags that sometimes it's it's too easy but it doesn't get you much anyway so yeah yeah not looking yeah. forward sounds great Okay, uh, let's let's see you and next Wednesday, Wednesday, and yeah, bye guys. Bye bye.